0: My name is Scott Chaloner and you are listening to the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. As regular listeners of our programme will know very well, part of our mission here at the Leaders' Council is to bring you a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. And to this end, we're joined on today's programme by Jane Gray, founder of Charlton Gray, a Cheltenham-based accounting and business support services provider. Um, Jane a very warm welcome to yourself today and by all means thank you for joining us on the show it's a real pleasure having you with us.
1: Hi Scott and uh, yeah thanks for having me on I'm looking forward to it.
0: Mm, likewise Jane looking forward to uh, to the discussion today and uh, just to kind of set the scene for those listeners that might not be familiar with you um, what is it in your own words that your practice today Charlton Gray does just to kind of expand on that um, brief intro that I gave you? Uh, we're,
1: we're a small uh, practice with we're, we're a remote but bookkeeping and accounting practice um but I like to feel that we're something a little bit different and that we offer a little bit more um obviously bookkeeping and accounts are vital and need to be done to a really high standard um but I think there's so much more to offer clients in the form of being more consultative and helping them to look at their businesses in a more holistic way um and I think in my position and with my experience, I'm in a, in a good place to be able to do that.
0: Certainly so. And um, I'd be interested to understand what was it that made you feel that going and forming your own practice was going to be the way forward for you because um, you sort of had quite a competitive sports background, didn't you, before moving into industry? So what was kind of the story behind that uh, that career transition, let's say?
1: Yeah, I've had a, had a few different... <laughs> careers transitions cost to be honest. Um, it feels like a long time ago now but I left school very young um, and I was a professional three-day event rider actually um, from a very young age so I didn't kind of go down the traditional education route. You know my goal was an Olympic medal and you know that, that's where I was sort of in my late teens and you know ride writing for the country and and doing all that. And then for whatever reason, in my early 20s, that all kind of came to an end. Um, And then I've had various different careers since then, worked in the events industry um, and then spent some time in the corporate, in the education sector um, and then ended up leaving that and, and then retraining and starting my own practice so it's been been a a different route to get here shall we say
0: and given the um sort of the inevitable lessons that you will have learned from sort of your sporting career and also from kind of working with you know sort of corporate entities smes in your earlier career before you did sort of launch your own practice are there any sort of key things that you've kind of taken into your own leadership journey that you feel have really sort of stood you in good stead on the road to building a business of your own?
1: I think definitely, um, you know, as a as a professional sports person, when you leave something like that, you, you walk away and you think, oh, that's it, you know, achieve what I've achieved. And for many, many years, you know, I, I didn't really even think about it. And It's only been since running my own business now that I feel like I'm pulling on the skills that I used back then. Um, You know, there were many, many things that was within me that I didn't even realise, you know, the resilience, the ability to to deal with failure, which obviously happens on a very regular basis when you're in competition. Um, And, you know, being consistent, all those sort of things that, are very very applicable to when you run your own business that perhaps you, you don't recognize when you're younger or, or or leave something at that point so yeah i think it's definitely definitely something that i'm now learning to 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 draw on again actually many many years later <laughs>
0: And something that's come up a lot on this particular programming conversation over the last couple of years since the uh, the onset of the pandemic is um, the importance of the work-life balance that I think we've all become acutely aware of. And um, that's something, isn't it, Jane, that's of particular importance to you because you built this business to essentially build a life that works for you and your family, didn't you? That was another big driver behind going and doing what you've done. Yes, yeah, to be
1: honest, it was the main driver um so i've been a single parent now for the last 10 years i've got three three teenagers now um and for the first few years i worked in a corporate environment and i just got to the point that i, I don't have a, a lot of sort of close family help so it, it was pretty much me so it was something that just didn't work they were a lot younger at the time and being in a full-time role plus some travel just just didn't work for me, um, and I wanted to be around. I wanted to be at home more for my kids, and um, you know I believe for those of you that maybe have slightly older children, they kind of need you a little bit more as they get older. Mm. So it, it's something that was really important to me to find something that could fit around my home life and retraining in and in the doing the bookkeeping and then the account was something that really fitted well and it, it's grown from there really.
0: And for anybody who's starting a business of their own, not necessarily in the same circumstances, uh, but what are, what would you say are kind of the key challenges that you sort of face early on and the hurdles that you really do need to be aware of as you kind of get stuck into sort of running a business of your own?
1: I think it's for me, It's if you've got your purpose and you know what you want and you know why you're doing it for a start, that makes it a little bit easier, but it is a challenge when you're working on your own and you're starting up. Um, and if you don't have a lot of people to, to rely on it it, it, it can be a really challenging time. Um, for me, I, I started using a lot of podcasts to listen to, mm. read books, um, and really worked on my mindset. And I think that's something that, you know, I I know it's very much seen as a soft skill, but I think it is really vital, especially when you're running a very small business, you know, you're you're having to be very self-reliant, motivate yourself, having a healthy mindset is, it, it can make or break it, I think. Um, and, and for me, it's been a massive help actually working on that.
0: Yeah, we've talked about, work-life balance briefly on this program today but when you talk about kind of mental well-being just how important is that even in sort of a position of leadership as well because it's quite easy I suppose when you are at the top running a business to kind of get caught up in the uh, the humdrum of running the, uh, the business day-to-day and also looking after your staff to make sure that they are in the headspace that they should be but do we often sometimes um, kind of do neglect ourselves let's say when we're kind of caught up in all of that maybe we don't take the step back and consider our own well-being as and when we need to and as leaders maybe we should do that more
1: definitely i think it is really important and in fact i heard something the other day that equated it to to if you're on a plane and the oxygen mask comes down to put it on first because then you're in a position to help other people Mm. and i think you know that really true for me that, you know, if you are responsible for other people, you're running a business. If you're not looking after yourself and you're not, and you don't have a healthy mindset and, you know, you do as much physically as you can to be healthy. Um, you are then in a position, in a very strong position to, you know, help your business, help the people that work with you, help your team members, your family members. And I just think it. it I know it's becoming uh, perhaps a more important topic these days, but I think it's still very much underplayed.
0: Yes, it is, isn't it? Because I think even now, where we've become more acutely aware of it and we've come out of the pandemic and we've seen the advent of, let's say, hybrid working... um, One of the big benefits of that is that we are sort of more productive, aren't we? Time that could be spent commuting into a common office space can be used to sort of answer emails. It can be used to host meetings. We are filling our time with more work. but there is a downside to that, isn't there? Because we're not taking that sort of downtime during the uh, the commute that we would normally have had to sort of take some time out for ourselves to think, to pick up a book, to read, to to absorb some literature that might obviously be beneficial to us, like we talked about with sort of podcasts and books and things. And um, we can find ourselves essentially answering emails um, at 11 p.m. at night because it sort of blurs the lines between the sort of working environment and our home life, doesn't it? So that is something that I suppose we do need to be very, very aware of as. Podcasts. Part of the conversation moving forward.
1: Yes, definitely. And I think it's it sometimes it's around it's around boundaries, isn't it? It's so you know, clients of course will email you at all days, <laughs> times of the day and night. Um, but it's us, up to us as small business owners to you know be more professional about when we reply or. You know, you, you're not available to them 24 seven, and that's not to say that you're not giving them a brilliant service, but I don't think it's a brilliant service if you are replying to them at 11 PM or whatever it, it 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 is about boundaries. Um, and as you say, looking after your own time, putting time aside to, to exercise or, or, or do a hobby that, that fulfills you in a, in a different way, really.
0: Uh, Exactly right and there is value certainly in going and looking at things that you know can can help sort of fulfill and enrich you and that's one of the points behind this particular podcast series actually to sort of really inspire the next generation by gathering the perspectives and charting the the pitfalls of those people that have gone out there done it made themselves successful even during times of crisis and um, economic hardship as well and um, speaking of success. Um, I believe Jane, a congratulations is also in order because this year um, your business, Charlton Gray, that you built from the ground up yourself, has been recognised by the Institute of Accountants and Bookkeepers with an Innovation in Business Award. And I can imagine that, given where the business started, that must have been an incredibly proud moment for you. It was, and
1: it was a, it was a real surprise, if I'm honest, because. Um you know, I, I entered the award, and you know it was a great experience of, of going up to have the House of parliament for the day, and I was just happy to to, to get to, the, to be a finalist, to be honest. And but to win was was so good because I think it, it it gave me a different perspective on my business because it's very difficult when you're stuck and you're you're working it on your own or with a very small team. You don't get a lot of feedback on how the business is going. So to have that and have an external factor, you know, give you that nod was 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 a real boost, actually.
0: And what were some of the positives that they really picked out about the, uh, the business? What was it that they sort of really credited and said that you did well that maybe really came in a bit of a surprise to you?
1: I think it was a surprise. Um, so it was more that the way that I run my practice and it, it's not just the bookkeeping practice that i'm more consultative with clients and helping them look at their their business in a more holistic way so you know looking at their systems looking at just just generally the way they run their businesses you know maybe helping them with their mindset all of it that pulled together will help them to focus and make a more successful business which at the end of the day is for us as, as as their business support team, if you like, that's what we need to do. And I think it's, it's something that, yes, the figures and looking at, at the accounts are one thing, but I think there's so much more to give. And I think that was the bit that was recognised by the award, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. And it, it, it gave me confidence that I was doing the right thing because I think there's there's so many times that you can look elsewhere and look oh I should be doing this or should I just be focusing just on one element and it it gave me the confidence that that yeah you know I'm running things slightly differently I'm offering a slightly different service and and it's the right thing to do so yeah it was a it was a very much a boost for me. Hmm.
0: So I guess you could say then that the way that you run your business kind of ties into your own mindset and what you are doing as well as you're encouraging other business leaders to sort of really consider that approach and to sort of see how the two sort of tie together and sort of adjust their mindsets to sort of, you know, prioritise the right things.
1: Definitely. Yes. And, uh, and, on the back of, of it, I've actually now started looking at, at adding mentoring to my own practice and um, I'm just volunteering now as a business mentor as well. So, because I think it, it, it all does very closely tie in together and, um, you know, it, it, it's an important factor, especially for small business owners, that they often get overlooked.
0: Yeah, I certainly understand why you're coming from there. And when you think about mentoring and the fact that, you know, you're, you're helping chart a course for those younger business leaders out there, perhaps, does that sort of give you some of the biggest senses of satisfaction from your work that you are helping others as well sort of chart their own course and you're helping get them on the road to success?
1: Totally yeah and you know it is a bit of a cliche isn't it but that's where the biggest satisfaction comes from for me is you know helping somebody move their business to the next level or looking at something slightly differently looking at problem differently or in a more positive way and I think all those little things can you know can be very satisfying actually and I I kind of underestimated that when I started my practice Mm. and the more I've grown and the more I work with other people I find that's my now my biggest driver and it's the bit that I enjoy the most
0: and just also kind of channeling your own experience as well, given the circumstance in which you started the business and you've grown it to what is essentially an award-winning practice, um, that probably is going to inspire more people than you might certainly think about initially. And then it's only when you reflect upon that that you realize there's actually a lot that people can gain from that experience that that, that I've had if I sort of really channel that into the mentoring and the advisory side of things.
1: Yeah, and I think you're right. I mean, it, you know, if other people can, can see that it can be done and, you know, it it is a challenge, you know. I've said being a single parent, um, you know, having a change of career. You know, getting, <laughs> I'm in my early 50s now. So, you know, it, it's something that it still can be done. I think people think, oh, you know, you can have a change when you're younger or – but I think the experience, life experience is very underestimated as well you know you can retrain as something but mm. then you've, you've got a lot of experience to pull on and so you know it, it, it's something that if i inspire a couple of other people to do then then amazing
0: <laughs> yeah fantastic and uh, we've already hinted a little bit there at what might be next for jane grey as we uh talk about uh the mentoring side of things and moving more in towards um, sort of offering that out in uh, your work. But um, if before we finish up, Jane, we could um, sort of fast forward to, let's say, the end of 2023, where ideally would you like yourself and Charlton Gray to be by this time next year? You're obviously talking about rolling out the mentoring side of things a bit more, but are there any other key milestones that you're hoping to uh, to really surpass during this time?
1: I, I just want to keep growing the practice, to be honest. Um, I've got a small team that works with me now. I want to grow that team. Um, and I just want to get out there and work with some really ambitious businesses, support the businesses that we do work with already. You know, it's going to be a challenging couple of years. So, you know, we've all got got to be very agile. And I think we all have to keep that in mind. And and we need to give the support to, a, to small businesses that we can so yeah i mean it's like i don't have any massive goals over the next couple of years i just want to keep growing and keep pushing and keep looking at new areas that um that we can help business owners really
0: and I suppose that's a good way of looking at it in a measured way, isn't it? Just keep looking to grow in a sustainable manner, scale up slowly and just every day keep looking at how you can help more and more people. It's a fantastic and a really noble ambition. And um, I do wish you all the luck in the world and sort of really executing that to full effect, Jane. And uh, I think it'd be good perhaps even to, uh, to catch up a few months uh, from now just to see how it is all coming together for you. And, you know, what sort of challenges you're, you're able to help those that you're working with um, overcome.
1: Okay, brilliant. That would be lovely. Thank you, Scott, and thank you for the time. Sir. I really enjoyed it.
0: I've thoroughly enjoyed welcoming you onto the uh, the program as well, Jane. It's been wonderful to talk about you know the story behind your business, that philosophy you have um, around leadership, and uh, also the uh, the real secret to uh, to that success in those uh, those IAB awards that we talked about earlier, which um, I must say, incredible achievement considering uh, the origin story behind uh, behind your practice. And um, if you are somebody who's been listening into this uh, program today, and uh, you run your own business and you feel you do have your own stories to come and share with us here at the Leaders Council, then by all means means we do want to hear from you too so you two can apply to also be on the program via leaders council or one forward slash apply and it could be you sitting down with me on the show next time um until then uh jane thank you ever so much for taking the time to join us again on the show i've thoroughly enjoyed uh, your company on the program and by all means do take care and i'm sure we'll be in touch again in the future
1: thanks for bye
0: And to all of our listeners uh, tuning into today's episode, I have been your host, Scott Chaloner, on this episode of the Leaders' Council podcast. We'll be back next time with a whole new take on leadership. And until then, do take care and goodbye.